Hey everyone, we are back. Hello. The Worship Artistry Podcast after a short hiatus. A little hiatus. A little bit, so much. A little much. bit later than we expected. Well, yeah, a lot of things have been going on. We've both been everywhere. We're, be- we're gallivanting. We are gallivanting. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Who's rad things. Who's actually working? I don't know. <laughs> well, just kidding. Just I know. Kidding. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like sorry. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, one quick thing from your trip and one quick thing from mine. Um, it was incredible. Uh, South Africa is beautiful. The people are amazing. I would go back any day. That was super quick. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was in Nashville. I was at a songwriting retreat called uh, Anchor Hymns. Mm. So I got to write with legends and also no write deal. with some of my heroes. And the whole time I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I shouldn't but be allowed in this room. There. But I was there. That's amazing. I was there for it. I got to contribute a little bit to everything. So sweet. So it felt pretty good. And uh, I will I will say this. I, I think when it comes to uh, songwriting, being in Nashville, kind of doing mm-hmm. the whole thing, um, I have always just been frustrated because I go there and I just feel like everyone's flexing and kind of like, oh, I'm working with this guy. You know, this person, here's this Name studio. dropping. The whole thing, every time. Every person, every time. And uh, except for our teachers, because they're awesome. Um, but at the same time, this group, it was like, oh, like, what are your, what's your wife's name? Well, That's like, sweet. how many kids do you have? Oh, I love being a, a parent. Like, like, you really actually got to know these people. And I was like, these people are awesome. That's I want amazing. to do more things with these people and be more like these people. So very cool. I will add one more thing about my trip since I took I, longer. I took you up, did. So I took I'll, up I'll take up more time. Yeah. Um, there was one Sunday morning where I was invited to lead worship at a church. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful cause they didn't even know me, but they trusted me and were like, yeah, come in and lead worship. And I was like, cool. <laughs> um, but after being with the team on, uh, on Sunday, they had two services. So we, uh, did one service and then they go out to the coffee shop that they have and they have like a little debrief before the next service. And uh, as we were sitting around, I was just asking them about their team, you know, how big they are. And I didn't tell you this, but um, after I was like, well, how do you train like your like musicians? Like, do you have anything in place to train young people? Like if you're struggling with having a smaller team, like maybe look broader, like look and ask your young people to join you, your youth. They're like, well, we don't really have anything to train them. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you about a thing called worship artistry. <laughs> and then at the end, I was like, I had to add a little caveat. Like, I do work there, but I'm not just telling you because I work there. Like, this is legit. Like, this is a really cool thing that you should check out. And they're like, oh, okay, like, we'll actually look into it. So I should check in and actually see if they're, well, yeah. I mean, I could check our uh, database, but yeah, I can yeah. I can just reach out yeah, to them and yeah, ask. Yeah, you can check it out. You know, maybe, we can, maybe we can offer them a little something special. Yeah. Who knows? But it was super um, cool. I was like, this is a great, um, like, an offer for them of just, not an offer, but a great tool for them to actually use and apply to their busy schedules. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's so frustrating, I think, for me as a, well, as a person who started Worship Artistry and as a worship pastor, because I know what a difference it can make. Like you, you do things when you're, when you're overwhelmed with, with ministry and all kinds of things, you're just trying to survive so mm-hmm. much. And every once in a while you get to a spot where you're like, oh my gosh, I did this yep. and that just has changed my life. And then I, I did this and that has changed my life. And you yep. start being able to kind of, I feel like I've been doing this for been leading worship for 25 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm still now like, oh man, if I just do this, 
that just helps me so much. And really coming into my own, I, I'm a little embarrassed that it's taken me this long to like figure out a lot mm-hmm. of these things. Um, but worship artistry is one of those things. It's like, yeah. and, and if you compare it, I was looking at um, just kind of different tools that were out there. And I was like, wow, I can train my whole worship team for the cost of like, a couple stem tracks like Crazy. you know like when you start kind of adding it up that way you're like oh yeah that's that's yeah. a way better that's a way better uh roi absolutely investing into your people right well uh you know who is investing in uh, to us this podcast <laughs> who jason <laughs> uh i was really excited i got to talk to benjamin hastings yeah. and you know it's going to be a good interview when it goes wrong so many times in the lead up like first we were scheduled to meet on Friday and he thought it was Saturday. And then there was like another one, same thing, like cancellation at the last minute. Then finally I like got him. I actually got him on the, on the screen and then the internet in the hotel went down. And so he, I was like, Oh, I'm so excited to have you. <laughs> and then that was it. And then we had to wait again. But all that led to, uh, I got to talk to him as he walked around central park Amazing. in New York city. And, um, and just, he was as awesome as I thought he would be. I think um, if you listen to his record, it's intimidating. It's 25 songs long. So long. It is very, very long. But you'll hear as he kind of talks about the process, like how he wants to be honest. He wants to you know, seek truth and how he actually even kind of mm-hmm. laid out the album to kind of take you through a journey. I mean, it's funny. The first song is like an iPhone recording of him at a piano. And you're like, oh, we're in for something. This is going yeah. to be good. And he's just very thoughtful. Um, without being cynical and it's just it's wonderful it's a joy to be around and so without further ado Benjamin Hastings look at you this is a I know look <laughs> that's, okay. On... that's okay you in Central Park yeah Central Park we're on location awesome man I grew I grew up in New Jersey we did but like we'd only go into the city whenever uh people would come into town you're like all right let's let's go to the park let's go <laughs> get on the subway let's go do the thing <laughs> yeah well, man, thank you so much for uh, for for joining me. I have I have uh, it's kind of funny. I have not been this pumped about an interview in a while. Just in terms of uh, listening, it's, my marketing manager was like, she's told me like ten times, like, have you 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 would love the Benjamin Hastings album. You need you need to listen to it. And I'm like, yeah, totally, I will. And then like, you know, I finally st- I finally get the chance. Like, it's 25 songs. You need time. Absolutely. So, so, so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll sit down. I'm going to sit down and really listen to it. I got the interview coming up and everything. And I'm like, dude, have you heard this album? And she's like, are you kidding me right now? Like, <laughs> how many times have I told you? Well, that's really sweet. Well, thanks it, for listening. I mean, it is a long, it's, it's no small undertaking trying to like <laughs> sit and go through the whole thing. But so I'm very, always very grateful when people actually do well, it's get, give it a go as an album. Uh, thank well, it, you. it is really beautiful. I mean, like, okay, so let's, Let's talk about that. Let's get that kind of started just to just to kind of give you uh, just a picture. Um, you know, worship artistry, what we do is we we teach songs. So we we you know, we learn them, we break them into five piece arrangements. So like smaller church bands can actually play them. And so, you know, we taught So Will I, which is just was incredible. And so like we, and I just taught, I'm in the middle of teaching Take You at Your Word right now. And then oh, awesome. uh, and then so but it's it's also hugely important. I think I'm a worship pastor as well. And so it's yeah hugely important, I think, for worship pastors to get an opportunity to um to actually like live worship outside and ask all these questions and kind of always ask the why of what they're doing and everything. And so like yeah, this just kind of gets me going. It's it's good stuff. Amazing. So. Yeah, I love it. 
So uh, yeah, let me let's since let's talk about okay, twenty five songs. When you yeah. when you started this, were you thinking I got twenty five songs here, or were you just like, oh, what you know, I just got another one. Well, I got another yeah. one. I gotta keep going. <laughs> it was a little like the latter. It was um, I. I, I kind of started the whole thing for two reasons. We mostly been doing United for a long time. Not well, actually, long is relative, I guess. When the band's been there for like twenty five years, I've actually been doing it for I guess a pretty small amount of time, but it feels long to me. Uh, and a couple of years ago, Joel and I started having conversations about. He was like, "Would you ever want to do like a solo project?" And I was like, "I haven't really thought about it. Like maybe." And um. And around that time, I guess I started kind of having these songs that um that definitely didn't feel like they would fit with the United record. Mm -hmm. And I, maybe after that conversation, I started maybe actively opening that kind of, if it was a different tap, I don't know, but like op kind of opening myself to like finding and taking songs in a direction that that maybe wouldn't make sense for the other mm -hmm. sort of outlets that I had. And um, And I guess in that, find a real sense of, and, and I guess a freedom to express, I guess this side of faith and and wrestling with faith and I guess just even day to day, just what it means to be like a Christian, what it means for me personally to kind of um, be a, a songwriter and a, and a musician and all the traveling and what it means to be a part of United and all these things I get to do. And um and yeah, I guess I found myself kind of documenting my life in some respects and then really documenting a lot of the struggles and a lot of the, um, I guess, <laughs> the existential kind of crisis I find myself in. And um, and yeah, so I think as I started, it was like I had a few songs. I was like, I think this would be, I think this is like a me song. Is how I would always say it. Like this feels like something that probably it's going to make the most sense if I'm the one that says it. Um, but then I think as I wrote one, it was almost like they worked in this weird counterbalance. So I'd write a song that I felt like was maybe a bit more honest than I was, not that I'm not honest normally, but I guess I was saying things that I was like, oh, should I say that? I'm, I don't know if I should say that. I don't know if I want people to know that. Or And then, so if I went there, I had this almost sense of counterbalance with being like, okay, well, if you're going to say that, you better also show this other side of you, which is like, um, for all of the doubts, there is still like an aspect of like faith and trusting. And then I would maybe write a song about, it's uh, another example. I guess that's what I'm saying. It almost worked like a clock. Like I would accidentally write like a nine o'clock song. And then I was like, oh, well, I better write like a, what's the opposite of nine o'clock? Three o'clock? Yeah, I guess it is. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and then I ended up with all these songs that I didn't really um that yeah definitely didn't intend I think on the twenty five song thing, but it just kind of it kind of happened as I started filling filling gaps, and I guess mm -hmm. filling gaps that I'd created, like I said, because I'd write a song over here and I'd be like, oh no, no, there's a gap over here. Yeah. So <laughs> it was it was kind of chaotic to be honest, right up until the very end. We added a song. I mean, we added two songs in the last week, but I literally added one on the very last night of mastering. Like, 
where this thing is getting <laughs> of course you did <laughs> yeah it was that little it's not really a song but it's that little like um that who's eden like the little pre-track mm -hmm. to eden with my kids and i let i did that as a um it's probably the worst part of me i did that as like a <laughs> almost like a dare like the, one of the capital guys as a joke was like you didn't go and add another song did you and i was just like you know what i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna get something else in here because i wanted to go to 25 so i was like i'm just gonna do this and i'm not gonna tell anyone and i'll hand it in tomorrow and there'll be an extra song <laughs> and so <laughs> and so we did i went i went into the garden and i just asked my daughter that question i was like who's eden or so I was like, what do you know about Eden? She's like, who's Eden? And I was like, oh, that was perfect. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it was, it was really fun kind of, it was a fun process, but kind of, it was long-winded and chaotic and uh, there was a lot of soul searching yeah. involved. I was, I'll put it this way. I was pretty happy when I had everything in because I was like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. I feel like I can move on a little bit. I feel like I yeah. can leave this phase of life that I've been, forcing myself to dwell in and maybe start to move to like a, not a more hopeful place, but you know, like a, a lighter, yeah, a lighter place. Um, so yeah, that was you, a very long answer. Well, that's what, no, it's, it's perfect. Um, I think that's one of the things that I love about the album so much is, uh, there's all this questioning, you know, you have these very mm -hmm. personal, like questions. I'd like, I don't know. I don't, especially a worship artist, like somebody who's like, yeah, I write songs and some of that's for the church. And so, you know, I don't hear as yeah. much of that. It like, it's, it feels risky in a sense yeah. to, to say those things that you're saying, but you're not saying it in this. I think the thing that really kind of couches it is that you're saying it in a questioning way. You're not saying like, this is what I think now. And here's what you need to believe. You're just like, right. I have these questions and I'm leaving them in, in the hands of God but it's okay yeah. for me to have these questions, you know, and then you are counterbalancing yeah. with like, yeah, and God is also faithful and he's all these things, you know, and kind of that, I, I love it. I think it's, I think that's one of the things that's really unique about it. You know, we kind of live uh, in this world where there's a, give me the answer, say, say the thing, just say the thing, which side are you on? What are you doing? And you're like, no, there, exactly. there yeah. are no song. There are no sides. It's like, we're just, we're all just trying to follow Jesus. How do we do it? You know? And it, I think that really, really comes across well on the album. Um, thanks man that so, was definitely a, that, oh sorry oh, I was going to say that was definitely one of the um, that was one of the inspirations as far as like as I was unpacking this stuff I felt like um, I felt like as I was kind of embarking on this journey of kind of trying to figure things out trying to figure out my faith a lot of the resources probably not the right word but I think a lot of the, the places I would go to find people that kind of were thinking like minded also had this great sense of cynicism about the way that they were unpacking it so it was almost like it was hard to find it really was hard to find kind of places where people are asking these questions and and unpacking and um i didn't seem to like hit church and hit god yeah. now or some extent and i was like well i can't and I, I know i'm sure there's amazing stuff out there and there is some yeah but i um that was one of the things i was like i don't want to get cynical and it was one of the fights i had with myself was like i was like you're not on day there'll be days where i was just feeling bitter and cynical and i was like this is not who you are like this is not um this is not what this is about and also this is not the album that we're gonna make because <laughs> that is not a good represent 
maybe if it was like your fourth album or something then your Coldplay Midnight sure you can you can go to the depths but um I think for the debut thing it needs to be at least a reflection of um the whole thing like and there mm. is I think there's more there's more hope than there is not so yeah anyway I'm really grateful that you said that and noticed that well I mean well I'm also like even even just saying that I think that's that same thing you know I'm 43 or no I'm 40 I just turned 44 I'm 44 years old comes in fast uh and it's and it's like yeah you like you you go through these times of doubt like i don't I, i'm always envious of people who can like just have that childlike faith all the time right completely yeah. and at the end it's just like oh man that would be amazing but at the same yeah. time you know opening that door and kind of asking those questions has like led me to such a bigger god like just okay right. there's 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 more to this story you know and so it's yeah it's but like i think like you said like approaching it from a non-cynical standpoint, because it is so easy yeah. to just turn into, well, I don't like this and I don't like that, you know? And so it's, 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 I think we need, we really need balance out there. And, and, and you did that really well. Um, Thank you. So why did you feel it was important to put it out? Right. Like you, you've, you've had yeah. a very, you, you're a very, you're a very successful songwriter. You know, you've been successful with United, you know, there's, the church is singing your songs or even, I mean, even though it was, going back to even so will I, I was like, dude, that's, that's a gutsy move to throw the world word, like evolving in there. Like it was like sure. really, it was awesome. I thought it was like, so great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, I just, this is cool. Um, but you've been successful kind of in these, in these worlds. Like what did you feel like were the, did you feel like it was risky a to put these things out and, and B like, why did you feel like, no, this isn't just for my tape recorder. <laughs> Like this yeah, is, this right. is for people to hear. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a really good question. And I think, um, I think probably one that people should ask more. Cause I feel like often there's like, it's like, you know what I mean? There's like, Oh, it's like been two years. I better release an album more. It's been five years. Do you reckon I should do a book now? It's like mm -hmm. <laughs> the, I think, I've, I always feel like it's probably only best to try and speak when you have something to say or or at least you're going to try and add value to whatever the conversation is mm -hmm. and um i did i think kind of a lot of what we're saying like i i just felt this sense of like well, I, I basically had written these songs probably knowing i had some kind of project in the works but also as a bit of an unpacking of uh of where i was at and a bit of a like almost like diary entries some of them mm -hmm. like songs like fifth is fifth is and even hold on to your hats and um a lot of them just kind of came out in these kind of flash moments like a lot of the songs took a, like even took seven years but like fifth is took a day and mm. and so they kind of just felt like oh this is a this is a reflection of where i'm at and then i wrote them and i was like oh well i think this might be helpful for somebody like i think and at the same time i was like and this also might get me like like christian canceled you know like <laughs> i might not have a, I might not have a job after this but um but i the, actually the i was a lot more afraid i sorry it just wasn't as bad as i thought it was like people have mm -hmm. been actually really receptive people have been really um like i guess there hasn't really been any complaint in all honesty or people being like i can't believe you said that it's more been like people being like Oh, thank you. Like I felt like that last year and now I can um, 
kind of have this thing that, that points me hopefully forward because the, mm-hmm. the intent was never just to get bogged down. I mean, even in songs like Faith Days or Dancing with My Shadow is probably the saddest of the songs. And that's why I made it so like happy and upbeat. So that, <laughs> so, like, don't read these lyrics. Don't read them. Just listen to the beat. <laughs> it's like every Bleacher um, song. You're like, well, this is so happy. Completely. Like, yeah. These words are sad. <laughs> completely. Um, and yeah, so I just, I felt like maybe and it was also just like a sense of personal therapy maybe i felt like if i didn't say this stuff i couldn't move on kind of genuinely i think one of the things speaking of death in my shadow like that that idea lasted a long time actually it was a, it was a thing joel said to me when he was kind of going through his own version of um uh i think a lot of what i what i went through around um just for the people album mm-hmm. and um so a lot of the people album was kind of his kind of artworking of all this stuff and um when i was so that that concept had sat around for a while i always thought it was amazing and then i found myself in um south america on a tour with the united guys it's my first ever tour to south america and it was absolutely amazing like it was the most incredible time so much fun the, the crowds there are just so passionate and so like um like it's hard to find like a lighter like i've a lighter crowd and even just the way they worship and the, the whole thing it's just it's absolutely insane and um and so i'm up there singing um say like so alive for example for the first time in that in those countries and uh i just simultaneously was having all these like really like like a lot of really sort of serious diets a lot of like i guess depression and um i just was not in a good place and I felt like such a like fraud, you know, like I felt like oh, if they knew what was going on inside my head, they probably wouldn't want me up here. And that just, that spiraled me probably harder than anything. The idea that like I was not, that I was tricking people or, or being insincere because I wasn't trying to, but um, but that's kind of how it felt for a minute. And so a lot of the songs are almost like my confession of that so that I could be like, well, this is the truth. This is who I am. This is what was happening then. This is this is all of it. So it's like, are you still okay with this? And if you are, then cool. I'll keep being okay with it. Because to me, I feel like it's a, it's like every time I sing, so will I. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And I am pursuing God in that moment. That doesn't mean earlier that day I wasn't like questioning everything. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's like that's that's the truth. It's like, but. Both, I think both can be, both can be true. It's kind of what you said earlier. It doesn't like there's a lot of like it's either this or it's that. It's either like whatever we can use a lot of sort of things. But I think I think reality in life is a lot more complicated than that. It's like you're constantly holding these tensions together mm-hmm. and trying to trying to keep the like the I don't know the sleigh on the road, so to speak. And so, um, so yeah. I think that was a big part of it just feeling like i had to i had to get it out there yeah i actually but... have a song i'm oh, sorry go, go i was, ahead. I was yeah, gonna add going. this because I, I feel like it's kind of related i am um, i've got a i haven't told anyone this yet we haven't announced it but there's a bonus track coming out and um, it's actually not even a bonus track so i shouldn't call it that but essentially it's like functions like a bonus track mm. coming out in a couple of weeks um when we release the deluxe 
and it wasn't like a normal bonus track in that it wasn't a song we had and decided wasn't going to make it like I wrote it like last last week I think and just kind of recorded it there and then because it was this other piece of kind of what we're talking about that I was like if um I don't think that should live on the next project but um but this project's already done so I was like I'm gonna figure out a way to get this song right in this season and it's all about the idea of like um I think in life there's, there's this old mythical sort of uh the old story of the dragon and like when you the dragon is guarding the the treasure and that story has existed in different forms throughout different cultures like the cultures that never even really find each other some version of that story has existed for thousands and thousands of years and um i, I think that over the overarching meta narrative in it and the mythological sort of like uh meaning is the the thing that you least want to confront is probably the thing guarding the greatest treasure. Like the the place you want to go least is probably the place you need to go the most mm-hmm. in order to unlock whatever that next, in order to unlock that next thing. And for me, that was like, the dragon was kind of all this stuff. It was like, um, it was firstly really sort of sitting down with God and being like, what I actually think about you and who are you? And, and is that still being truthful is that still entirely reconcilable with the with the the mediums that i currently find myself are working me like can i can i call myself a christian like is that kind of going through all of these questions and i was so scared to actually sit down and do that i was so scared to like tell say tell the people in south america hey this is actually what i was going through when i was singing that song so scared of all these dragons and then when i sat down to actually confront them the, the line in the song is, oh, the dragons I feared weren't all that fierce after all. Mm-hmm. And compared compared to the fear, the dragon was actually quite small. Like when I actually sat in front of God and was like, okay, what where are we at? I was like, oh my goodness. I spent two years scared of this conversation. And this is really not that bad at all. Like I've just, <laughs> I've been dragging myself through hell and back. Um, and we're fine here. This is good. Mm-hmm. And so funny like it's a funny thing how you can let these uh these yeah these dragons form and you pretend like they don't exist um but then when you actually confront them often they they're actually not as bad as you thought they were and so anyway that song's kind of coming in a couple of weeks and i feel like it's the, it's like a good bow on on the whole record because it's one of the things that didn't really feel like i got to got to talk about the idea of um the confrontation and how it's easier to avoid it, but the payoff's so much greater when you don't. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> the, it's uh, literally called drag. It's called dragons. It's very <laughs> like Lord. Of, it's very Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do do you um talk about that a little bit more? So, you know, as Christians, you know, yeah. people of faith, right? Ideally, we do all go through these times. We have these questions and we work through them and our faith grows deeper and it's challenging and all these things. It's a, I, I know for myself, uh, in my last one of a number, in the most recent one, <laughs> completely. Uh, completely. Yeah. The, uh, there's a whole nother layer because my career is built on being, uh, is built on like part of my faith, like those things are tied together, right? Yep. Because I yep. can't, I'm not the kind of person that can go, 
well, I don't believe in God anymore, but here, learn this song about God that like, I wouldn't be able to do it. That, that just, they would just break everything in my life, you know? Um, completely. Yeah, completely. But it creates like so much more, like beyond the existential scariness of it all, like there's even more weight because it's like my livelihood is, is built on this as well. How, how was that for you? Like, t- tell me more about that. Completely. I mean, you're, you're writing songs that you're like, do you like my merch? Jesus. Yeah. You know, like, like, I mean, it's, it's a whole nother level. Like, tell me about that, that tension. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, I completely did. You, you hit the nail on the head. Cause for me, I think that was the reason it was so scared to confront it because it was like, not only am I, um, not only is my faith, like the, probably the biggest part of my life. Also it's my entire livelihood, but it's also, and beyond that, it's kind of my identity to some respect like it's it's the thing that i entangled like so much of my life up in it's the thing all my music is tied up in so even more than the like i feel like i don't think it was ever a fear of like the money side of livelihood as much as the like if i lose this like who who am i mm-hmm. and also what what am i going to do what am i going to do like um and so Actually, in that Dragonstone, it's funny you said that the second verse is like, I kind of like my job and I'm kind of proud of the things I've done. And I was so terrified. I'd learned it's all a lie and I'd have to find another one. <laughs> and um, you're really good. At, you're really good at this. It, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so it was kind of like, um, I can completely relate to, to all of those feelings. And I think it's so scary. And I think, I, I think actually that was maybe a, um, that was a big part of why it was hard to sit down and really kind of go through it with God. Cause I, I was like, if I really know everything that I think, if I, I knew uh, it's kind of, it's hard. Cause I did, like, I knew I was working these different thoughts in these different places, but there was just, I didn't want to sit and look at it all at once. Cause that was really what started the, the existential unraveling was I sat down and I looked at it all at once. And I was so, I was like, Oh my goodness, there's a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> there's a dragon in the cave i was like let's just okay we let's not look at the dragon for a little bit and um and then yeah meanwhile i don't want to butcher the metaphor too much but then like you know like the whole the house above it's shaking the village is mm-hmm. screaming it's like i'm gonna at some point have to deal with the fact that this is there and um and yeah i think that's a real sort of um scary thing for a lot of people i think in the last couple of years especially i've seen a lot of people um I think post, I think the, the COVID thing was really interesting and what, what happened in church mm-hmm. as a response to that. And people just had a minute to stop, a minute to like a forced reflection. And they were like, oh, they actually like, like everything that I'm kind of pouring my life into. Am I, am I okay with my job? Am I, am I, where am I at with my church? Where am I at with all this volunteering I'm doing, all this, whatever it is. And people just reassess. And I think the fallout of that in some ways was, I think, unfortunate for aspects of church, but then probably actually in the long run going to be really fortunate because you're able to then, you know, reset, have a recalibration moment and rebuild on maybe the church itself can recalibrate what are our values? What are the things that, where have we got kind of just let things just happen for the sake of it. Where can, where can we recalibrate our values and who are we going to build on? Let's build on people that, you know, are, are, are all in on this. 
And, um, but I think I find that in the last couple of years, like a lot of friends kind of in this place of like, oh, I've done ministry for the last 10, 15 years. I don't actually know if this is what I want to keep pursuing anymore. Maybe they've, maybe they've had like a, maybe they've walked away from faith or maybe they're, maybe they haven't, but they just don't maybe align with the church they were in, or maybe they, they're just like, I actually always wanted to be a lawyer. I like, I want to go do that. I feel like a lot of people are in that phase of life right now. And it's kind of, ter- it's terrifying because you've, you kind of put all your eggs in this basket and then kind of up and changing that is, is going to be a scary, hard thing to do. And so I also hope for those people, <clears throat> they find some kind of hope and refuge in them and at least some of these lyrics as they're trying to unpack it and hopefully are able to not throw the baby out with the bathwater. Cause for me, that was the biggest thing. It was like, it'd be easy to just, well, it actually wouldn't have been easy, but it could have just been clean cut and been like, okay, well, this is, this is all whatever. And I'm, I'm moving on. But I think there's more in it than that. And I think, um, I think even if, I think striving towards finding the light in any sort of situation is always going to leave you a better, happier person than, than just conceding to whatever the darkness is. Like mm-hmm. all my favorite albums in any genre, they all have this overarching sense of like hope and overarching sense of like, no, life, life is going to be okay. Things are going to like, there is something beyond this. There's a, there's a, yeah. And so that was kind of a part of it as well. So, so you have, uh, you've, you have, you, you have had the conversation, you've, you've faced the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. What is it like on the other side? Like, where do you find your, where do you find yourself now? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, look, I find myself in, I would say, an ongoing divine pursuit. I, I definitely would say that not all the questions were answered or reconciled. It wasn't, there was no, um, there was no perfect bow. Um, but there was the ability to move forward, which I guess is probably all can really ask for. There was, it's funny, I always thought with the record, it would land somewhere a bit more resolute, but really the ending is like the So Help Me God song where it's like, I'm gonna get through this. It's like, <laughs> there isn't even really the, it's like, you're not through it. You're still like, but it's like almost accepting, oh, this this might not kill me. Like, I'm gonna be okay here. And um, I think that's probably where I find myself, maybe a touch further than that, but it's still an ongoing sort of like pursuit of, okay, like, who is God? How am I going to try to articulate that in in my life and in my music? And what's that going to look like for the next, um, at least a year? Like I even, mm-hmm. this little trip I took to New York was kind of just, my wife was there on a girl's trip. And I was like, I think I'm just going to come and just walk around New York and try to just think and ask some questions and be like, um, what, like, what is next? Where am I going? How am I going to continue this um this pursuit and for me at the minute it's it's thankfully i'm able to like i'm writing worship songs and i'm on like i'm on a tour next week with brandon i just did a tour with cody um and and i'm still able to kind of write these other songs that maybe wrestle with the other side of that and wrestle with um like i guess the challenges 
but but yeah, I'm really grateful that I guess I'm still able to like kind of stay where I am and not where I am, but yeah, in this kind of world and um still kind of feel like I can participate in it and be proud of it. I'd hopefully at the end of the day move the whole thing a little bit further forward. Yeah. Um as arrogant as that may sound. I don't mean I would do that myself, but it's just contribute, I guess, to the, the betterment of the whole thing. Um yeah. And so, yeah, I guess I'm somewhere, not that's a real answer, but somewhere, it's roughly where I am. I'm in New York. <laughs> well, it's, it's, yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it, I think it's like so much about becoming comfortable with the mystery of God rather exactly. than being like, I need the answer. Right. And like, that's what I loved about, about the whole record. It's, 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 it's poking at the mystery of God, right. It's just, it's, it's not right. giving answers. It's just asking questions, knowing that, you know, I mean, gosh, man. So the Jesus I know, like what a song, you know, and it's, and it's like, and it's so, and you're just like, yes, I ask the same question all the time. Not quite as eloquently, right. but I ask this question. You know? <laughs> so, um, uh, so let me ask you a little bit about the, about the sound of this record. So, oh, yeah. so did, did you find that certain, uh, that certain musical styles, I mean, there are definitely there's there there is like a cohesive feeling to the record but at the same time there's definitely you know there's like one song and it's just you and you can tell it's just like a mic'd up sounds like a parlor guitar like it's very it's very intimate yeah. it's very acoustic and sounds very different than anything else i've ever heard on a worship record in terms of the approach you know like and it felt like the, sure. did it did it feel like there were certain songs that required certain sounds you know, like, yeah. you know, hold on to your yeah. hat so at, at a piano. It sounds like a tape recorder. It almost sounds like Rich Mullins old, you know, like Jesus. Oh, album. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. it's just so there. And I love, I love that you start the record off with that. I was like, I like sing this little thing and I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to, we're going to settle it. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. It did feel like, yeah, certain songs required specific signs. And then it also, a lot of it was just exploration. Like the parlor guitar one, that was just, I find this guitar in, um, I was working at a studio in Gold Pacific, sorry, called Gold Pacific in Orange County. The um, great engineer down there, Dan Ballard, friend. And um, he just had this old kind of, I can't even remember what it was, but it was just sitting there, I started playing it and I was like, oh, this would be perfect for that one song. So I was like, just turn on a mic. And then we just, we, that was it. We did like three takes, just picked the best one. And um, and that was it. So some of it was kind of just like explorative. The voice, like hold on to your hats, was on a voice memo on my phone mm -hmm. that we ran, I think, through back through a tape recorder. And um, and a part of that was necessity because I was like, I want this song in the record, but we have no time left, <laughs> so <laughs> we can't. And also, we have no budget. Like we've <laughs> we've flown it. So I was like, I need to figure out a way to do this really cheap. So I was um. Yeah, so I just did it on, I was actually on the, on my voice notes at Hank Bentley's house as we were just kind of working on the record and you can hear his kids running around in the background and I think at the, there's the similar voice memo at the end, which re I recorded in the same sort of moment. Um, and one of his kids ran by and dropped a coin or something like it's like there's all this kind of natural um, ambience in it, which I really love actually. And so, um, yeah, a lot of it was just birthed out of that kind of necessity. A message to my wife, like that was 
Um, that was one of the ones we added in the last week. And I really just did that because I was like, I, I didn't want to self-title the record and not have something for her on there. So I was like, I've covered every other area of my life. Like the kids got two songs, but like um, God's got a gazillion. I was like, I need, I need to give her something on this. And, um, and so I wrote that on the 405 on the way, literally on the way to the studio <laughs> in my head. And I sat down and I was like, I think these are the chords, but I, I mean, well, I guess they can be whatever we want them to be, but I just, this song's never been played in music before. <laughs> and uh, we just recorded it. And I actually ended up, I, I really love that little, that little moment on the record. Oh, it was also because the someone, it's the song after, and she was so afraid that um, when I played her that song, she was like, everyone's going to think this is about me. They're going to think we've got, that you like, we're breaking up. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's, a, I was like, it's to like, um, that song's kind of like in part to the South America thing I was talking about. And then it's partly to people like on Instagram, the people that would like follow me. Um, and she was like, they're going to think it's how about me. And I was like, so I wrote that whole message to my last song just to set up the next song and be like, this song's not about you. It's about everyone else. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. Um, uh, they, um, yeah. And the other thing, actually, music that I have to talk about is the, uh, even after the sign, one of the things I really cared about, and I'm, I'm honestly so glad it worked out because there was moments I didn't know if it was going to, was the, um, the flow. Like, so if you look at it, it, the whole album, if you pull up the keys, it plays like a worship set and that like um, pretty much all, all the transitions are from like, are on the circle of fifths. So it's like, um, or they're a third or the harshest transition actually, it's probably um, dancing with, uh, feels like a blessing into dancing with my shadow, C sharp to D, which is really harsh. But, um, so that was bugging me and I was like, no, we need to fix this. And so I went in and I added a, Dancing My Shadow starts on the A, so just C sharp in that. And you'll hear the first note on Dancing My Shadow is a, Wah. it's just like a C sharp in order to transition from the key before. So there was a lot of, um, there was a lot of intentionality in that. And I'm really happy how it, how it came up. There's a few things I would fix in hindsight, but we, we couldn't because of them. Um, because the songs were dripped as singles for a year and the rest of the album wasn't finished yet, you kind of have to close out the, like you can't pull, I can't recall, I could recall, but then they would all lose the, they could take another playlist or whatever. So you kind of have to live with the song as it is. And those just already had endings and stuff. So I was kind of working around whatever uh, things on the singles we had. But aside from that, I feel like the flow kind of just i wanted you to not notice we're going from song to yeah. song and and it just kind of moved from one thing to another which i think actually we we ended up doing pretty well so i'm i'm kind of proud of that and i also just think there's not many people are going to um understand that that's why i like to talk about it on like like this is the perfect environment to, <laughs> to talk about that so i'm like no one else is going to notice but you guys will appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> well it is that thing it's like i think that's part of what makes it feel so cohesive Right. Like mm. when you listen to, I am, I am still to, you know, I'm still an album listener. Yes. I use Spotify, but I, I hear yeah. one song and then I go, all right, well, I like that artist. Let's go dig into this album, you know? And so right. yeah. it has this, 
you know, I think on the surface, if you just grab this song or you just grab this song and you only listen to this one or this one, you'd be like, oh, those are really different. Is this even, what is this, like a bunch of demos? Like, you just don't know. Completely. But then you yeah. go and you listen to it start to finish and you go, I see what's happening here. And it's, it's, it's really incredible. It's, it's, it's a really beautiful piece of art. And I think that oh, there's, there's in a, I hate to say it, but I feel like in the, in the Christian world, a lot of times we, we, we kind of push art to the side at the, at the, uh, you know, to have usefulness or to have, you know, like, oh, okay, we need to be able to Completely. use this. This is, a, this is a tool. And it's like, well, this moves me. This actually, draw, yeah. this draws me closer to God. Like there's a, there's a place for this. Like, as you look forward, you know, where yeah. do you see the place of, of art in, in the Christian world? Like we all kind of, I, I, it drives yeah. me crazy that there's a, you know, quote unquote, like worship sound. Like I will go to my death saying worship yeah. is not a genre. It's yeah, a, <laughs> completely. But like everyone wants to put it like, but no, put it in this bucket. And I think this so clearly lives outside that space. Where do you see your music and, you know, kind of within this industry? Do you see it as something that can kind of, that can live outside? Do you see it as kind of like bucking against it? Do you see like trying to, Hey, we need more of this in our lives. What do you, what do you see going forward? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I, I really resonate with a lot of what you just said. So I hope so. I hope that this record can live beyond. And I, yeah, I wanted to make it in a way that didn't feel, I agree with you on the, the genre thing massively. And I, and I think a part of the problem is when you make something a genre, then it has to create a, it has to find a sound. And then you end up feeding the, the beast as opposed to creating from a, like a, a genuine artistic point. And that's not to bash anything or anyone like I, but I do think it's a cyclical problem when, when you make it a genre. Um, and so I, I also completely agree and hit the, the, um, the argument of like, not an argument, but I've heard people say things like, oh, I don't like, it's less about the art and it's more about the functionality. It's more about serving the church or whatever. Cause I, I mean, I respect the sentiment, but I think that was one of the worst things Protestantism ever did for Christianity was make it functional and um, uh, pragmatic. It's like, well, okay, cool. But now we got these um, really ugly looking church buildings and we used to have cathedrals <laughs> and like business, we, like business parks. <laughs> yeah, they are exactly. And it's like, well, we can't spend money on that. We'd be better spending money on like, um, I don't know, evangelism. And I mean, sure, there's a, there's some kind of like, I understand the logic in a Western society, but I'm a lot more inspired by, um, like I'm, I don't, sorry, I don't want to be, this is, a, I'm being a bit too like uh, brazen, but for argument's sake, I've probably learned more from cathedrals than I have from people. Like the, I think we lost the, the art in, in the, in, not entirely, but I think there's a danger that we lose the art in Christianity if we don't kind of pursue these higher, the the higher calling of, um, like it's beauty and truth. It's not one or the other. Like I, I don't think you could point to a single thing that God has made that was purely functional. And so that's why I don't, you know, it's all beautiful as well. Like it's, it's both and. It's like, so yes, we need the function to be at the highest quality but not at the cost of 
the beauty. Because what is it then? It's like a, I mean, yeah, what is it? If, it, if, it's, if it's not, if a song is functional and not beautiful, like it's a, it's a mathematical equation or it's like, it's a, right. yeah, it's an office building full of like suits. It's like, you need a, it needs to be both. And so, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm actually really passionate about that. And and both. Not I. I also think probably on this album I swung the other way and went. The I probably was like, well, let's make this kind of like a more of a more about the the art than the than the function. Mm-hmm. And it's probably an an intentional swing. But I do think the best the best songs actually the songs I'm most proud of that I've been a part of within the church. I think capture both of those. Um, they try to capture both of those kind of qualities, and so. Uh, yeah, it's a really good point. The, actually, the most um, and kind of tell you the story. It's a bit long-winded, but um, one of the most inspiring things that ever um happened to me. And I'm going to write a book on this one day. Was um, uh, I was in I was back home in Ireland. I was with my buddy uh, David Lepepe's in a band called Gang of Youths, um, and he was he was back home visiting. There's that him and his wife staying in our house. And he woke up one morning and um, he was like, I'd really love to um, go to a, go to like a church, like an old church, like a cathedral. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. And Ireland's like full of cathedrals. Like it's got more, I think Ireland's got more churches per square mile than anywhere in Europe. So I was like, okay, great. Let's go to the cathedrals. And then when I actually thought about it, I was like, I don't know where any of these things are. So I Googled it as any good local would do. And I, find Armagh, which is this small town. It's actually a city. And in no other country in the world would it be considered a city. But in Ireland, the only qualification is that you have a cathedral to be called a city. So <laughs> it's 15,000 15, people. Um, it's basically a suburb in America. But it's this city in Ireland. And it's got two cathedrals. They were like, oh, it's definitely a city. So we go there. We roll into the town. And right in the middle of the city is this giant hill with this giant, big, beautiful cathedral on it. And um, so we got there, we park, we walk in, dead silent, there's nobody there. And I was immediately just floored by the, like just the beauty of this place. Like it had, I don't remember all the things, it had like mosaics, like beautifully kind of like patterned across the floor. But then when they hit the wall, they didn't stop. Like it didn't turn to paint. The mosaics continued. And then they formed into these one of a kind art pieces and then back into mosaic patterns and then back into art pieces all the way to the ceiling. And it was just this extravagant, beautiful place. We both walked around kind of with this real sort of, um, all four of us, we walked around with this real sense of divine sort of like uh, awe. I sat down with my wife and all these thoughts are just running through my head. Like this place took, I think it took 60 or 70 years to build because it started, it never finished. I think like, the city of our map, it's got 15,000 people, probably maybe 100 to maybe 500 people attend that church on the weekend, probably not even that many. And so in this thing's lifetime, right, including visitors or whatever, maybe 100,000 people have got to see this place, but it took seven years to build. The guy gave his life for it. And it's probably one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And I didn't even know it was there. And I'm sitting there in the back row beside my wife, and I was like, isn't this just such a, like a beautiful waste? Like, 
And then she turned back and said, yeah, but isn't that just like God? And that completely sh like shook me in the best way. Cause I was like, well, these are the songs I want to write. This is like, if I have a contribution to this whole thing, I'd so much rather it was cathedrals in Armagh that probably a lot more, <laughs> that's the wrong way to say it, but I'd rather do this. I'd rather have like alabaster sort of songs than um, anything else. Like, cause that reverence, I guess, and the occasion to bring glory to God to that in that church was to me, it just reminded me that I think in music in general and in worship music, we can lose that. We can lose the, um, what this thing actually means. And it used to mean an entire lifetime of service for these people building it just so they can contribute their little share to something that was going to last forever and always pay homage to, to God. And so, um, I think it's such a beautiful picture. And I think that like, I think that's what the people in the church are longing for and right. we don't, but we don't know how to name it. And we're going, right. I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't know why I don't like it, but I don't like this, yeah. you know, like, and it's like, well, yeah. yeah, like you need, we're built to create beauty. You know, I, yeah. you know, I had a similar experience in, um, I was back, I was actually back in New Jersey for, I was back for Christmas Eve. And instead of like going to the Christmas Eve service with my family and everything, I was like, I'm going to go to the cloisters which I don't know if you've ever yeah. been there. It's, you know, it's like, it's like this, you know, old Abbey and it's got all this beautiful art in it and just like walking around. And it was this a, such a similar, like, I understand cathedrals now. Like I understand yeah. the art and because God is so unnameable, you know, like, right. like we, we keep trying to like come up with more words to be like, okay, if I, this is a whole song <laughs> because I thought of a different word. So now we're going to like yeah. do a whole song about that word. And it's like, well, how do you, how do you paint pictures right. of the unknowable God? And it's like music and art, you know, that, yeah. that can't sum it up, I think is just so unbelievably powerful Completely. in what we need. And so I'm so grateful that you, that you in, in, in the position that you are, have taken the risk, have like stayed authentic to that and been willing to, to not only have it for yourself, but to like share it with us. I mean, it's a huge risk right? It's, yeah. it's always a risk <laughs> yeah. when you write a song and put it in front of people. And I can't imagine how much riskier it feels when you're like, here's me questioning everything about what I'm talking about, you know, like, sure. but yeah. I think it's like, I think it's like water. Like, I think that's how I described it to, to my friend. I was like, hey, I have been listening to this, you know, Benjamin Hastings album. And it's like, it's just like fresh water. It's just like, oh, wow. this is, this is, this is filling. This is refreshing. This is, this is what me, like the musician side of me needs to hear and this is what the you know the the spiritual side of me needs to be called to and it's and and i and i think you just like i said i think you've done it so well and i'm super grateful that you've that you've done it and shared it with us and and uh that on our fourth time we we're able to get this podcast interview together <laughs> finally it's, it's an all-time it's worth it that was a great call <laughs> well <laughs> Man, thank you so much that was they're really kind words and it honestly means it means a lot so thank you so much and uh thanks for the time today it was a lot of fun I apologize if it's like been like nauseating having me walk around. <laughs> no, I know it's dude. It's giving me so much nostalgia because I grew up there. So I'm just like, oh, like, oh, I, I know where you're at. Um, I got one more question. I got one more question for you. I got one more yeah, question. Yeah. Um, so the one song on the album that I found myself like tearing up, and I was like, dang it, don't don't you do that to me. Um, yeah. 
is the one you know <laughs> where you're where you're talking to your son, and it's oh yeah, it's you know as having a 15 year old and a 12 year old, it's you're, it's just like oh my gosh, this is just you put it so much of like what a father hopes for his children and like the way that you're sure. blessing him and it's a, it's it's amazing. Um, yeah. What uh, when you crack that bottle of wine, what's it gonna be? <laughs> That's a good question. I, you know what? I need to um, I need to buy it because I'd love it to be for both of them uh, bottles that were bought in the in the year they were born. Yeah. And so, and it's got to be a good one that can lay down for a while. Money. <laughs> exactly. So it, honestly, it'll probably be. I need to do it soon, but it'll probably be the best one at the respective at like a. At a price range, it's not going to kill me, <laughs> but it's going to age well with the advice of whatever um, whatever expert is on hand. But it will be a Bordeaux, awesome. Awesome. My uh, <laughs> my my brother in law is a big wine guy, and he actually he he did that. He you know he had the got the birth year and everything, and and yeah. it's true. It's you know it does. It's yeah. like yeah, let's let's spoil you for anything else. We don't need to be uh, drinking butt ice, you know, like <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> exactly i think it's a good strategy i i mean i do, yeah i don't know if everyone would agree but it's the one where it's the one i'm gonna go with and we'll see what well i'm, we'll I'm on board i'm on board yeah <laughs> well benjamin thank That's you awesome. so much man for taking the time i can't tell you uh just how much of i've enjoyed it i can't wait to hear what you do next and uh i hope you keep i hope you keep moving in the direction you're going and and keep thank stepping you. out there because it it is really life-giving and especially in the, in the, in the Christian sphere and the worship sphere, even like it's, I just think it's so, it's so needed and it's so like, I don't know, there's just, there's, there's so much there. So thank you for doing it. I really appreciate it. That album is so good. I know. And uh, I would like to brag and say that I told you <laughs> that it was good for like weeks, weeks leading up to this interview, I was like, Jason, well, I didn't even know that you were going to interview him, yeah. but I was like, Jason, this album from Benjamin Hastings is so good. And you're like, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. And you shrugged it off. And then like a week before the interview, you're like, you know, I've just been listening to the Benjamin Hastings <laughs> album. Have you listened to it before? And I was, I was offended. I, I was like, ask, Jason, I've been on. telling you about this for no, weeks. No, no, hold on. I did not ask you if you had listened to it. I knew you yes, had listened you, to it. Well, the way that you phrased it, it almost was like, have you listened to it? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Jason, I absolutely have listened to it well, before. You know, this is, you're learning a little bit about parenting, where it's you're trying to convince your children to do things and make it mm. their idea. So someday... If you know, if you choose to have children someday, that's you. You're already getting Noted. good at this. You're already Noted. have it down. Noted. So, uh, so yes, no, it is a phenomenal album, and um, it's just it is. There's certain I don't know. I feel like there are just certain records that really speak to your soul that kind of get past that layer of I just want to listen to it. And that was part of my issue with it was I was like, I know that when I listen to this, like, I really want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just put it on in the background. Cause that's yep. not the kind of record it is. And so, uh, yeah, it was worth the time invested and he was 
just super rad. And walking around Central Park, not yeah, not just, a bad little view there. Just struggling, just you know, struggling, <laughs> struggling for Jesus the out there in uh, Central Park. <laughs> um, but just like a really, you can tell, just like a sweet, honest spirit yeah. as well. And I think that's amazing and really refreshing. Yeah, amazing. So, um, if you actually want to learn some songs that he's written, mm-hmm. now we don't have anything from this album because it's not really a congregational worship album. Yeah, but songs but, like "So Alive," yes, that's the power, uh-huh. and some other Hillsong songs. Yeah. Yes, basically, if you're like, these lyrics are incredibly poetic, he probably wrote them. Or if it's a song that has a lot of words, it's usually from Benjamin Many, many words. He was a writer on Gratitude by Brandon Lake. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. That's a good song. It's a very good song. It's probably my favorite Brandon Lake song. It probably me too. So it's a good one. You can learn that on Worship Artistry Yes, you can. So many things you can learn on Worship Artistry, and you can try it out for free. That one is actually a free lesson. Oh, there you go. You don't even have to sign up for anything. You can just go and explore worship artistry and see gratitude in all its fullness. And be grateful. And be be (laughs) filled with gratitude. Filled with gratitude. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, Christina, it's been wonderful. It's good to get the ball rolling again. We've got a number of great guests coming up. Yes, we do. See you next time.